Ah, fuck a doodle do. <laughs> Damn it. All I want to do is push this button right here. Oh no, I'm playing the movie too early. tonight, Freaks, started to sneak into normal culture. Normal cult culture, wouldn't you say, Carl? Well, it was certainly uh, one of the best uh, uh, instances of it. Um, There were other smaller instances, but that's the one that really, really broke through was the Ramones. Yeah. And the first movie we're going to watch is a movie that was considered so obscene, so dirty, that what did they do? What did MGM do with it when they got a hold of it, Carl? They cut it the ribbon, for one. Yeah, and they buried it. Oh, yeah, they definitely buried it. But, and then that part of the story we'll get into. And go to the Criterion Collection for the best-looking copy of Todd Browning's Freaks. And get it there at OOO. Okay, we're going to spend about five. Okay, pause it now until you get the movie ready. Thank you and welcome back. Right, Carl? Welcome back, everybody. Absolutely. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Yavi said it. Oh, oh, oh. And here we go in five, four, three, two, one, go. All right. That's the criterion. And why is this in the criterion? Because this 
and two other top brownies is coming out at the end of the month. And Metro Golden Air. The other one. Yeah. Isn't that right? They got Lancas. And I, I love this right here, Carl. You see this, you see all of the actors, and then you start to hear this, and then out of the blue, five, boom! He ripped up the poster, and he still has it right there when he took yep. it back. How's that for a transition into this movie, Carl? That's absolutely fantastic. And what he's saying right now is called the carny spiel. Right, mm-hmm. Carl? Right, where they the carny spiel, absolutely. Where they could, would sell you shit and make you think you're going to see the most exotic, wildest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And how did you first run into this, Carl? I ran into it on cable. I actually ran into this at um, a film school, a film class in college. It's the first place that I saw this. And if you notice, and of you course, hear that Howard singing off in too. the background. You hear mm-hmm. that singing Fair. off in the background, that beautiful women yeah, I voice. Got it. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to that. Speaking German. And there is Olga. That's not her name. And there's Harry Olga Earl. Baklanova. And there's Harry yeah, Earl and, and Daisy Earl. Yeah. And how are they related? Are they husband and wife? No, they're brother and sister. Brother and sister. I love it. I only have eyes for one woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's every man that get busted, ain't it? Yep. We all think with our with, with our little heads. Yeah, Fräulein Freda, and that's Harry Earl, who uh, who one worked with uh, Todd Browning, our director, in the circus. And in The Unholy Three and this one, which he got the original story of Todd Robbins' Spurs and brought it to uh, Browning. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who was supposed to originally star in this as Frollo? Was that supposed to be Cheney? Yeah. But then he got sick. We're talking Ron Cheney uh, Sr., by the way. Yeah. This. Talk about castrating a guy. Oh, you mother. I love the way his face turns so nice, then all of a sudden, midnight. If you're a horror fan, you might not get this as much as those of us who are unique individuals would get it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole that's the whole thing about this movie. <clears throat> it's about it's about difference in how people look at different people. And of course, Todd Browning worked in the uh, 
worked in the uh, uh, circus. So all these circus people you're going to see, he loves. And you can tell there, there's a great sense of uh, respect the way that he treats them. Yeah. And it's the, and it's uh, the let me put it in the way that I people. put it with you, Carl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, Fro- you see, Jodo the dog face boy. You see the bearded lady. You see the pinhead. Todd Browning sings Joe. Ronald Jane. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I've actually and, seen a rant, Carl, where this was the very first opening scene, not the scene hmm. with Olga and Hans. Right. Well, over the years, there's been so many cuts to this in so many ways that that they cut it and ruined it. There's Prince Caspian the Pimp. Prince Randian, actually, isn't it? Prince Radian the mm-hmm. Pimp. Right. And why would I call him a pimp? He had two, by the time he died, he had two wives and about eight children. And by the way, the the, the one that's dancing around is Angelo Rosito. Rosito. And next week, is Vicky going to be talking about Angelo Rosito, any? Yeah, yes, she is. And there's good old Shotzi right there, next to Angelo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shotzi was one of the first things of uh, transgender, as in uh, he pretended to be a female for Monet. Mm-hmm. Now you can see the maleness. And yeah. what comic book character, Carl, was created based on good old Shotzi? I'm not sure. Underground comic, 80s. You better just tell me. Zippy. Oh, Zippy, of course. Okay. Yeah. And Johnny Eck, his story is a tragedy as is. He Mm -hmm. ended up losing all the money he made in the circus by being robbed one night. But just like many, many films that, that uh, you know, anyone who's other grabs onto, it's the humans that are the true monsters here. Oh, I love this scene, because if you don't think about it, you don't think anything's happening. Mm-hmm. But homegirl here is Mackin. Yeah. He's Mackin on her. Mm-hmm. Now is she macking on him? Mm-hmm. Nah, she she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, how dare he think that how dare does she think that he's actually good looking? No. I love him. Oh yeah. 
He's really one of the kinkiest players in the movie, if you really catch some of the side dialogue he has. Oh, yeah. But in this case, you, you, you're seeing, um, we're definitely seeing LGBTQ representation here before it was even considered LGBTQ. See? Listen to what he says to him. All the flowers you sent me, they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. But not as beautiful, you know. Yep. That. You see, there's a scene missing here. Where it comes there's out a- that he's rich. His parents, he's I- inherited. That dirty green stuff from his parents. They might have that a little later. They might have recut it and put it in. Uh, yeah. Maybe the next scene, something like that. And I love the fact that even in every cut, they don't see why she's leaving him. Right. Tramp in a 1930s movie? Oh yeah. Now that was that was pretty accepted even in the in the mid 30s at that point. Did you notice she called him rabbit right there? It's not in the caption, yeah. but she called. Him. And I wonder what that means. <laughs> <laughs> There's my hero right there. Well, I agree. In a way, I say he represents how Todd Browning really feels about these people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little history on Todd Brown. Wait, after this. Okay. I love it. She just moves the fuck in. Yep, she does. And here comes one of my favorite lines of the movies that might go over a lot of people's heads. Give yourself a tumble. Yeah. There's just a specific line here that I love, and I hope this print has it. One thing. Oh, how do you like that, Carl? Yep. 
Drunken fucking after drinking ain't no fun. No. You're a pretty good kid. You're darn right I am. You should have caught me before my operation. Yes. Mm. I love that. You should have caught me before my operation, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> he might Holy be a little ahead of me, but okay, here are the Hiltons. Yeah, here are the Hiltons. They actually had their There's own a, movie. Yeah. King for Life. Life. And I forget the title of it. Carl might get it to us in a pinch. If not, I understand. There's a great documentary on the Hilton sisters that'll break your damn heart. Oh, absolutely. I know the one you're talking about, too. Hold on. I might be able to find it. Give me a second. I'm working on it. I'm marrying my your sister, not you. No. too good sometimes. Uh, yeah, I love it. Two scumbags hook up with each other. Oh, absolutely. And according to the do- the commentary with David J. Skull, there was a scene that's missing where... Uh, she tried to put the moves on Rollo, and Rollo just looked at her with a sad, weird look on his face. Mm-hmm. So I actually have to go with uh, the whole you should see me before my surgery bit. Yeah. You could get that as into some, what is it, that one that uh, Hemingway did? The sun also rises. Territory. Right. <laughs> and I'll squeeze you to death and you'll like it. No wonder she's tired of that rough stuff, eh, Carl? Yeah. Don't worry about the documentary. It's out there. Oh, I love that. Right there. There's just so many mm-hmm. tiny instances of that. Yeah. You know. You know, in a lot of ways, Okay, so this film, you know, is all about the freaks and how they're a family. And I always thought 
that night breed or cabal by uh, um, oh come on, Barker. By Barker. Yeah, by Barker. Yeah, definitely took from from. No question. Well, the whole fact of showing these what you would consider monstrosities and just showing them as normal. Yeah. And that's a, that, that that the real monsters are the humans. Yeah, well, you know, they're just hanging around talking, blah, 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 blah. And if it wasn't there, that scene right there, that little bit, you wouldn't know where he goes to at the end of the movie. He's a gold digger. Sewing clothes, hanging out laundry. No. There's no... There's one thing that's always kerfuffled me about this movie. Okay. I love the word kerfuffle, by the way. Why do they classify this as a horror film? Well, it's all about the ending, my friend. Yeah, but... A film noir has the same ending, and it's not put as a frickin' horror film. That's a horror film, because what you see is horrific. Okay, and that's the thing. you gotta, you got to view this from the time frame of the 30s, man. Yeah, but you, you know, got to remember my law. They, they never saw anything like this. Plus, also, you know, you're you're in the midst of the... Uh, uh, of, of the um, Great Depression. And so this was like a complete, like, shock to the system for most people that saw this at that point in time. And one of the reasons it was absolutely buried, as we said at the beginning. It's too hot. Uh, Here comes a scene up there that I consider Browning and Earl's fuck you to the code and fuck you to MGM. Yep. No good shizer motherfucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
It's just bad. And look, booby, half booby. Close to booby. Close to booby. Not, not, not total booby. That would be ecstasy. That would be ecstasy. Yeah, but still. Now, oh yeah. See right there He's doing it again Mm -hmm. And and that is not Caption but No Let's just say it has some of the Seven deadly words in it Let's see Shit Ass Fuck Now, now she's basically the good girl. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes and one of the sweetest scenes in the movie. toward these performance. I don't. I just like to hang out with them. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I would hang out with them, too. I would hang out with them, too. But, you know, I mean, they're going through a shitload, man. That's not easy. If you knew how much that my uh, cousin Marion brother-in-laws who were part of the freak shows they were like uh the hilton twins how much money they had stashed away you won't feel so bad for them (laughs) i mean think they just had to work four months a year 
and save up their money and they can retire comfortably. Look mm-hmm. at Angelo Rosito. He got a paper but, stand in there and was uh, one of the heads of the little person's uh, union. Yep. Of course, he was also in uh, um, uh, The Wizard of Oz, too. Yeah. So one of the things I love that, this. that a lot of people reacted to, like like this here, Prince Randian, you know, they were disgusted by this. But you know what? Yeah, this but is what they did. You're missing the point. No, but that, what I'm saying is that Those the people two, who were watching it were missing the point. I'm not missing no, the point. Yeah. The point is those two are just sitting around bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Shotzi. Yeah, we love Shotzi. Shotzi pretty much retired a little bit after this movie. Shotzi, Slitzy. I love that. Waggling. <laughs> I'm going to backhand you, boy. That's the moment I can tell that she really falls in love with him. Yeah. It's about, you know, the thing is, these these people, all these freaks, and I use that in quotation marks. Notice they they really treat each other with kindness. And, 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 yeah, and use the, the C people. word, Carl. Because that's the originally C-word? what, uh, yeah, what uh, uh, Browning wanted the title of this movie. Right, the carnies. Carnies. Because mm-hmm. that's what they were. Yeah. And you always had to have a piece of ass at your carny to, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, my friend, I, that's one of the best shows I ever did. I was like a mesmerized. Carl makes everybody Carl makes everybody laugh because he shows his noodles. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. 
The way he's acting towards her makes me think that whole uh, used to see me before the operation line Mm -hmm. has But he is. Oh, there you go. That ain't the first time I felt like doing it. Ain't it funny how you can take that dialogue and transfer it just a little bit and it'll mean something else? Mm -hmm. But yeah. And it's how uh, Daisy's husband reacts to this. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. You bitch. to the stutter at all. No, no. They're not acting like they're conjoined. So he's like, you have to come and see us sometime. Yeah, you have to come Mm -hmm. and see us. Oh, I got you. But still my point, my point still still holds. That, you know, the stutter, you know, nobody reacts to that. It's just what it is. Yeah. And he, guess why uh, 90% of the carnies were hired for this movie, Carl? Well, if I'm not mistaken, Todd Browning knew most of them. Yeah, and he wanted to get his friends checks. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is not I the feel, only movie where he talks about, uh, you know, the carnies and the circus life. Now, that also yeah. has, it comes out in The Unholy Three and a couple other films of his, too. And The Unknown. Yep. The Unknown that is thing another with the one. Bullet, the first of this movie is a real throwback to The Unknown. Mm-hmm. 
with that nasty ending of Lon Chaney involving the two bulls. And even even uh, uh, the later film, The Devil Doll, has a prologue in the in, in the uh, circus too. Yeah, I love it. He's taking it like, "Are you saying that I couldn't land a normal woman, you bitch?" He don't get it, does he? No, he doesn't. Forgive me for fucking around on you. Mm-hmm. Maybe or not, if I heard that, I would just... I'd be like, Carl, give me your belt. Yeah. I'm going to be I'm gonna be making some whipped German. I would put, honestly, I would, you never asked where I put this. I would put this more at, as a melodrama in the most extreme uh, term of the word. Oh, yeah. I would say that, too. But you got the uh, ending like, to end uh, up like Yeah, it, go, it, so, it, go, it keeps being a melodrama until it crosses into the Grand Guignol. Right. And that it certainly does, folks. Hold your horses and strap in because it's going to start here soon. And to quote John Leguizamo, if you don't know what any of the terms I just said, look them up. We have Google nowadays. You see, that's one thing I've always got for Carl, is that he never talks to people like they're stupid. No. I love that. She just gets in his face like, bitch, you be fucking with my man, I'll be cutting you like well, to quote Bob Marley, this is another thing. If you are a big tree, <laughs> then I'm a small axe. <laughs> yeah, waiting to cut you down, right? Yep. I mean, isn't that the point of uh, what she's saying to her right there? Oh, absolutely. You break his heart, I break your neck. Mm Mm-hmm. And can you believe we're... uh, 37 minutes into this already, Carl. I know. And, you know, the, the, we talk about, and we'll talk about it briefly after the movie because we've got another one to go to, but but you're right. This is melodrama right now, okay? And but you know that, uh, yeah, go ahead, finish. But when it hits, it, 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 it hits like a cyclone. So the pacing right now is, you know, we're 37 minutes into it. It's only an hour and two minutes, so... 
So you can imagine what's going to happen here soon. We're really you know, starting to the barrel towards the ending right now. Oh, but exactly. You know that story they told about the uh, the freak at the beginning that a Russian general, a Russian yep. uh, killed herself? That was a true story about her. Yeah. She was a Russian emigre who uh, Todd Browning just got her in a movie because he liked her accent. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, thanks. I knew some motherfuckers when I was down school would show her how weak midgets are. Yeah, really. They just look at me and be like, give me a ball back. Oh, okay. Here. Let's. Oh. And this is okay, really one of the most. Yeah, this is the most well known and loved scene in this whole movie. And if you don't want these two motherfuckers dead after this scene, then something wrong with your ass. Yeah. That's cuckoo. No. And you know what Carl say to him? You would say? You would say, I'm not strong. Wait, let me finish. I'm not strong, but I'm not stupid either. Yeah. That's a magic trick, Air. Mm-hmm. You just got to figure out how to operate the sword switch. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah. Look at him. He's already giving her the eye. When you get the eye from Harry Earl, you know you fuck. You watch it off. You know what that look says, don't you? Do I have holes, Doug? And the fact from here on in that she and the strong man don't get it. No. Did you just read the lips right there from that silent yeah, bit from that I girl? Yeah, I did. Leading? She just called her dog. 
Oh, there it is. We accept you. We accept you. One of us. One of us. You're a little ahead of me, by the way. In case you're wondering, folks, yes, this is what they would do to show the normals. Right, Carl? Right. And she's pissing on an honor. Pissed on an honor from uh, honor from you like that. I would have to kill them. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the look on her face. Mm-hmm. And here's the only really sad part of the movie. None of the uh, carnies got paid the royalties that was in their contracts in the studio. No, it was not only that. Most of them weren't allowed on the studio lot. They had a special tent. And, and, and they weren't allowed on the lot because they would scare people. Seriously. MGM didn't treat them well at all. And that's also true of when, when we got into uh, Wizard of Oz, too. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Look at all their faces. Oh, oh they know. Mother. She don't realize what's going to happen to her. No, they don't. D-Y-A. Or as the kids say nowadays, this is a case from here on of screw around and you find out. No. And I didn't finish earlier, but I have a rule, and I told Carl before, the amount of revenge has to be equal to the damage done to the other person. Right. And I think it's even me. This one's pretty much even Stevens. Well, they are trying to kill him. I'll not forget that. Yeah, even if they wasn't trying to kill him after carrying him out like that, you know, oh, fuck it, kill him. Kill him, motherfucker. That's like the cherry on the top of the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See, Lou, I love this. I can honestly say I fell in love with this from the first time I watched it. Oh, I agree. Totally agree. Just based on the sheer acting goodness from everybody. (laughs) 
This movie is the equal of if they tried to uh, put out Pink Flamingos and El Topo in the 60s, early mm. 60s. Yep. But Dwayne Asper brought all the rights to this movie and road showed the hell out of it and made and he made a shitload off of this. Yes, he did. And he yeah, Harry Earls is really good in this. Especially now. I wish that someone I wish that some girl would love me too. I wish The reason the studios didn't give him a role as good as he was in his silent ones is that they were afraid that the German accent mm-hmm. Very true. would be too thick. Mm. Yeah, that, that scene of Prince Randy and under the things looking, man. Yeah. It's about ready to hit hit the fan. Trust me on this. Toe main poisoning. That's huh. when your main toe uh gets in your mouth and you get poisoned from it. No. Right, no, that is not toe main poisoning. Then why do they talk about my main toe then? <laughs> uh, Angela Rizzo should have gotten at least nominated for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I agree. And he was in a lot of Al Adamson films too, like uh, the trash favorite. Dracula versus Frankenstein. Which is a trash favorite, by the way. That's why I call it a trash favorite. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's the only time you'll see uh, Dracula with an afro. Yep. But right now, we're seeing the pebbles start to go down the hill and start to gain momentum. <laughs> and that's where that earlier shot came from, right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think even he's starting to know. Yeah. I love it. 
Do you see why I call it a dwar? Because of those beautiful... I would say anyone who made a noir back then had to have seen this and took oh, yeah. from the shots. This movie tells you basically is don't fuck with family. Amen. I love this. Mm-hmm. He knows too now. He bought them. I mean, I love how tense this scene is. With her just being one of the most ignorant motherfuckers I've ever seen. Absolutely. Shit's going down, kids. Just want you to know. Daddy. I love the way his face changes. Sir. Now, this scene coming up is what makes it a horror Sequence. 
Yeah, and there's some stuff cut from it that we'll mention. Give me a little black bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to turn the sound on because uh, the subtitles are, as we say in French, fuck. <laughs> oh, I love this. Like, he just starts cleaning his knife. <laughs> I love how don't you don't you love how subtle it is mm-hmm. I've always loved that you know just pulling out the knife and then starting to clean it and then putting out the gun How do you say someone's fucking a goddamn word to him, Carl? Yep. We're getting to the good. (laughs) This part is usually censored. That's the first time I hit him on the outside. Yeah. Come on, you ugly son of a bitch. Well, isn't that the look he had on his face? Mm-hmm. 
See, this proves one rule that we've already known throughout the years. And you know what that is, Carl? Yeah, you don't fuck with family. No, you don't fuck with Angelo Rosito. <laughs> Any of these guys, actually. After the scene is over, we'll get into a discussion of what was cut out of this scene, which is kind of erotic, isn't it? Yes. And in the original script and the original cut, they didn't mutilate her on purpose. A lightning bolt come down and struck the tree, and she was drowning in a puddle, and there's only one way they had to save her life. Her legs and her arms were crushed. And you remember when I told you that whole la 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 that's in the background? Right. Well, there's a scene where Hercules runs into his trailer, him over a hot stove, and they. You wanna you wanna tell them what they do, Carl? Mm-hmm. Then go ahead. What do they do to him? Um, shall we say the C word with the straight? How about castrate? Yeah, they castrate him. Looks like shit is that MGM cut out this uh, linking scene. Mm-hmm. And of course, the it's whole thing with the longer, chicken woman too. Like, was... It's a lot longer too, where it mm-hmm. explains that he moved to Paris. And he's been living there for like four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which ending is this? This is this is the happy ending. I know there's a shorter version of it too that just shows her saying that, then it fades to the credits without him crying, right. which really doesn't mm-hmm. make it a happy ending. And that was free. God, that was so good. Oh, absolutely. I just wish they could have found the uncut, but I guess it's lost to the thing. You're never going to see an uncut of that, unfortunately. I don't think. Yeah. What do you think of it, Carl? Now that well, it's one over. of the greatest films of all time, um, um, particularly of that era. And, of course, this just basically destroyed his career. You know, he had a couple other films after that. And, of course, also, you know, he died rather young. Well, I looked after that. It wasn't that movie that destroyed his career. It was his love of the bottle. Yeah, he was an alcoholic. There's no question about that. Yeah. He did The Devil Doll, and then he drunk himself to death. Yeah. And really, if you want to take a look at some of The Devil Doll is a wonderful film. Um, also, The Unholy Three. Um, 
And you mentioned a couple others, too. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, this Halloween, and you know what I mean, get the Todd Browning box set from Criterion. Yeah, definitely. And here is a movie that Universe was embarrassed about back then. To the point, like, well, why, Steve? I understand the carny now. Freaks. But why do you have the middle finger with black the black cat? <laughs> to that story. Universal was horribly embarrassed by this movie. They considered it a cheap, tawdry, oversexed movie. And honestly? It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> the way around it. It is. It is. This There's is, no question about it. Yeah. This one came out doing the shit sticking to the wall phase of the universal monster cycle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't forget another subversive movie. Uh, who did uh, Dracula's Daughter? Um, forget who the director was. Um, I'd have to look that up. But that's another Sebastian... Which film that has been embraced with all of its heart by the LGBT community? Oh, absolutely. As well as should be. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to do now, we're going to watch The Black Cat by one of the uns of the 30s. Someone that just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and, and well, he directed well, didn't give a well fuck. into the 60s. Yeah. You know, and he started in the 30s. We're talking about Edward G. Ulmer. and uh, just, just Most, a Great director. Yeah. Most of you film geeks would know Ulmer for just one film. Well, actually, it is one hell of a film. Well, too, because we're watching one of the ones they should know Homer about. I know, but there's only one that people would definitely know Homer from. And you're talking Detour, right? Yeah, Detour. Did a lot more than that, kids. The man from Planet X, Benny the Dip. Um, some really interesting late fifties and early sixties. Uh, daughter of the daughter of Doctor Jekyll. Mm-hmm. He did uh, the Amazing Transparent Man, Beyond the Time Barrier, Journey Beneath the Desert. I mean, just wonderful, wonderful director, and and, and did it for for what they call the Poverty Row. Um, uh, monogram and that. But I'm just monogram, Sam. Yeah, we'll get into the good old Sam K when we get into the movies. Oh, by the way, he even but, did some. Um, 
he 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 even did some uh, short of the uh, black theme films like Moon Over Harlem. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. But before we get that, yeah, of all of the delete, do you think if they gotten the deleted footage, this is the last word, from Freaks, it really would have helped his box office chances, or do you think that film was pretty much cursed from the I, get-go? Well, I think it was cursed in, in, in the sense of when it was released and what the audience were expecting. I don't think the lost um, footage would have helped it because people basically recoiled in horror um, because yeah. they weren't used to seeing those type of things on screen and it horrified them. And of course, that was not Browning's intent. He wanted them to be accepted. Well, that pissed you know, off Browning to no end. Well, without a doubt. And it basically caused them to drink more, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And I do love it spends 90% of the film just showing them sitting around bullshitting and just as normal people. Yeah. And that was the intent. That was the intent. But you know what? People, to this day, people don't accept uh, uh, handicapped people or people who are different, who you can see their deformities. I mean, take a look at the person who used to be president and some of the shit that came out this past couple weeks. Yeah, if I had a dollar for, well, you don't look disabled, I feel like getting a piece of paper and said, okay, what the fuck should I look like? Yeah, exactly. I've said the same thing, actually. You and I are in the same boat that way. But, yeah, this one is a great, creepy little movie that came in on the last batch of Universal titles to uh, hit VHS. And do you remember what that last batch included, Carl? Well, that would be Island of Lost Souls, right, was part of that. Uh, no, that was, uh, that, I don't think they ever released that, but the ones I'm talking about is, let's see, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, that's in the 50s. Uh, the, I'm talking about on VHS in the 80s. Oh, okay, well, then never mind, okay, I don't know VHS, so you'll have to Yeah, they did, well, here, just tell me if you tell us this, of the films they thought was like, Eh, these films we can just throw out. Let's see. The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, the two follow-ups to The Invisible Man. Uh, the Fly. Wait, no, I ain't Universal. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one, The Black Cat. And some little film that Vicky might like, but I don't think nobody knows. Oh, which one is that? The Incredible Shrinking Man. Oh, I love that movie. Jack Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> and they decided to release that, the, to hold that to their last batch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? 
And we wouldn't even have a good copy of The Incredible Shrinking Man if Criterion didn't go, oh, fuck this shit, give me that movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But yeah, we're about to get into the Black Cat, so pause it, get to the OOO, get your snacks or whatever. Or if you got to rest until tomorrow, well, if you're watching it on a good audio server, you can wait. Well, you know and what? You are going to wait snacks. to them. There you go. Got my and snacks. If, and if you are going to wait to tomorrow, then we'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. And now, pause it to get the film ready. Okay. And welcome back. Yeah. And here we go with the one, the only, Edgar D. Omer and... El Gato Negro, or the Black Cat. Get ready for some perverse, kinky shit, people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and get ready in five, four, three, two, one, go. There you go. Ooh, it's universal. The blind, the blind, call the plane. <laughs> the plane, the plane, boss, the plane. And you can tell this is during the weird era because this is before Boris Karloff was able to use Boris. Karloff and Lugosi, man. They were. I love they that. Were Suggested deep. by the immortal Edgar mm-hmm. Allan Poe. Wink. And it hasn't. Story nothing to by do. Edgar D. Ulmer. Yeah. Has nothing to do with Poe. Not a goddamn and thing. Call off is Haljamar Bolazeg. Mm-hmm. Dr. Vitas Vertergast. David Manners is, Jen- is Peter Allison. Jack Ken Wells is Joan Allison. Lucille Lund as Karen. And Carl Kafer as Damal. Whoa, mm-hmm. how'd you get back in time to be in that movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I love it. We're ending in, or starting in this crowded uh, thing. Which, if you know, he's talking about World War One and all that. You can mm-hmm. see that is sort of a hint towards uh, the people escaping Poland. Right. Orient Express, Budapest, Weisengrad. The Orient Express was really the Cadillac of trains. Mm-hmm. Even though more people would know it nowadays from the Ag- from the Agatha Christie movie than itself. Mm-hmm. It was really the most luxurious, fanciest train ride you could take. Mm-hmm. And look at this. Already they're talking about fucking... 
Well, making love on your honeymoon night. Hey, I Kelly chickened out at the last minute. I do. Mm-hmm. Hell, you got food there and I'm eating. Yeah, so am I. And I'm giving this part to Carl before the plot kicks in. Carl, give us the 411 on the great Edgar G. Ulmer. Well, Edgar G. Ulmer was one of those directors that this particular film was considered too grotesque. And, and so the major studios basically turned their back on him. And so he decided, fuck it, I, I, I'm from a... I'm Hungarian and I'm going to come come in, into Hollywood and I'm going to make my own goddamn movies and that's exactly what he did. And he he uh, he did a lot on his own, did a lot of uh, of, of westerns and and stuff, particularly for a small uh, studio called Monogram. And the thing about Almer was they they said you know. You know, you give him a certain amount of money, and he's going to give you the best product for that money you'll ever get. And that's very true. And unfortunately, what happened is over a period of time, they stopped giving him a lot of money, and they gave him just a little money, and they still got good product. But, I mean, the man, like in 1937, he did four films. And, and, and he did. He he traveled to Europe and did European films. Such a great, and he even did like uh, medical films, like the diagnostic procedures and tuberculosis, and that he would do almost anything. And of course, he got into Carl? exploitation. Yeah. Go Who ahead, Carl. If you know, he said that the worst thing that you can do is show the studios. That you can make a movie for ten cents, because they'll only time give you ten cents. After that, they'll only give you mm-hmm. ten cents. Right, See, and that's basically all. We already got some kinky pervin from Lugosi. Mm-hmm. In case you're wondering, who's the hero, Carlo from Lugosi? Mm. Um. Neither. Uh. <laughs> Exactly. And it really has to do with uh, combat shock, too, or PTSD. Mm-hmm. Many men have gone there. I'm returned. 
<laughs> I have returned. Just, I mean, you could already tell that this guy is a man on the mission. Mm-hmm. Not in a good way. And the reason that we're doing these two is that they have this nice little uh, pre-code collection on Criterion this month, which I I recommend that you indulge, because we already mentioned one title that's on there that you need to see. Island of Lost Souls. Yeah. Still the the best version of Dr. Moreau ever done, still to this day. Yeah, but the other the other good one has Pam Greer in it, and it's good because it has Pam Greer. We're talking to Twilight people. Philip yeah. Because it has Pam Greer and Eddie Romero. Well, well, yeah. But look, this is like a battleground that they're going to this house, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This movie has a lot to do with war, PTSD, you know. Mm-hmm. This is Ulmer's way of showing, like, the ugliness of war. wasn't something they were ready for back then. Mm-hmm. Hell, I don't think we really got into the ugliness of wars until your decade, Carl. No. <clears throat> Can you imagine well, if someone there was wrote... There a lot of anti-war, um, you know, like all crying on the Russian front, which was World War One. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. there were all sorts of anti-war sentiment. But they were all sugar-coated, you know. I love the architecture in this place. What's the most beautiful? He really wanted to work with the Art Deco in this. Yeah. I wish I knew who was the architect. I want to say this was a think early... Frank Lloyd Wright-esque house. You would be right, but it's not Frank Lloyd Wright, I can tell you that. Yeah. But you're right with the era. The era's right. I was actually into Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh, the house, uh, what is that? Uh, the House of the Woods and then the Oak Ridge, uh, the Oak uh, Chapel in, in near Chicago. Yeah. 
and uh, the house that's in dun 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 the hunt what is it the one with uh, Vincent Price right house on Haunted Hill Haunted Hill right okay here we go and he rises just like the preacher that's Carlisle and he's naked I, no, I think he's got got pants on. No, he's got pants on. He's got pants. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Homer's like, let's make him think he's naked. Oh yeah. That was a, not one of the nicer. Or is that? He not only pushed the envelope, he kicked that fucker off the table. No. And if you notice that bed and the black cat, the exact same bed with the shadows that they used in a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep. And if you notice, look at the way they got his hair combed. Mm-hmm. Flat top. Does that remind you of something? Oh, yeah. They gave him the look of the Frankenstein monster. Absolutely. Only thing is, is that he is more, more perverse than the Frankenstein monster. Well, Frankenstein monster, you actually felt sorry for. Yeah, and this one... You want to stand face forward to him because you'd be afraid of being. I mean, Karloff is, you could just tell but he sings who is the better actor of Lugosi and Karloff. Sorry. Yeah, but Lugosi does a really good job in this. Yeah, he does a good job, but Karloff vanishes into the role. Originally, Omer wanted to keep this speech right here mm-hmm. as part of the ending. Yes. To Gurgal. I actually think he's doing a great job here. Oh, God, yeah. God damn. 
I mean, God damn. I'm not here to kill you, Carl. Mm-hmm. I'm here to kill your soul slowly. And originally this thing took place, and there's stills of it, around a chess table. And they're playing chess, right. which it shows the chessboard later. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's really the metaphor between these two is they are playing a chess game between each other. Yep. These guys are just unlucky to be there. Yeah. <laughs> it may well be the atmosphere of death. <sighs> God bless the thing about Homer. The city I always liked is that both Lugosi and Carlisle are not overplaying at all. They're not. No. They're underplaying, and, and, and that's refreshing, particularly with Lugosi. I think there's no question. I think this is his best role. Without a doubt. There's a guy. Sorry, folks. I love they're ignoring his ass. Yeah. Looking at another forum. Oh, shit. Here's the moment you know this movie's gonna be fucked up. Funk. Dead cat. You're just like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> Yep. Basically, if I saw that, I would get the fuck out of that house immediately. Yeah, you see that window back there? (laughs) Wow. I know a lot of guys are afraid of pussy, and I'm not talking about gay ones either. Yeah. Uh, yes, I would say that that's on purpose because it's... Holy shit! <laughs> yep. 
There's no metaphor there. Oh, oh yeah. I'm taking my manly privileges. I'm going to fuck her tonight. <laughs> How did this movie get past the censors? I've never really heard of That's this being cut. It's free code. Yeah. So you see, they're in the same bed. Um. Mm-hmm. By the way, too loud. Here you go. Very much uh, I've got it down to like ten. I don't know what the hell you're hearing. With the way she's walking, this is when we start to get into the N-word. Right, Carl? N-word? Necro. Necrophilia. Okay. Baloney, perhaps not. There are many things under the sun, Carl. (laughs) Thank you. See, even Boris, when I said that, backed me up. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Don't even say that was coincidence, I think. (laughs) Right? Right. You know what they say, Carl? Some books said that the caper, that the caper is the living representation of evil on earth. <laughs> and what person do that uh, Jimmy Page loved uh, character was based on? Yeah, not sure. Uh, don't you remember he was big in this era, the Satanist? You could put like a yep. capital T H E. Alistair mm-hmm. Crowley. All right. If you're enjoying this so far, really. Films. You're going to have a lot of fun. Detail. Well, this ain't exactly a happy film either. No. Did Omar ever make any happy films? <laughs> oh, yeah. He did. And that's another complaint they had about him. Your shit is too dark. Well, his shit was basically dark, but he also did some things that, like his uh, his race films were were happy. He did a oh yeah, he even. did a couple of the after. What was it? After moonlight or after dark? Yeah, the after, I, I think it's after moonlight. I have to really check. But what it was, what those were for was for black theaters, so blacks 
could go and see artists and the theaters where they were allowed to clean up white people's shit and sing for them and dance, but they couldn't just walk in and watch a show. You know, some of his films uh, like that were Jive Junction and Minstrel Man. He also did a really good yeah. version of Bluebeard that people forget. A hell of a lot better than, than the Richard yeah. Burton version. What do you think, Carl? Would you hire him to make a nice, comfy, cozy, insane asylum? Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> By the way, really oh, nice in the wintertime. What? That was a really nice cut where he takes the coat and then the film blacks out and he's back in bed. I'm sorry, but in the winter, that coat would get, that blankie would give me a hard on if it got really, really cold. Mm-hmm. See, there's another example of necrophilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar was just going to dispel it, wasn't even going to dance around it. No. But Universal is like, no, 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 no. What's wrong? Dead people need fucking too. (laughs) (laughs) This scene would have been a lot better if he had a pet rooster. By the way, Notice something here, and I want to bring this out. Okay. Notice throughout the whole film, there hasn't been one moment where there hasn't been a score. Have you yeah. noticed that? Okay. Yeah. And that, that's a very unusual, even with the dialogue, that the music is always behind, behind it. Yeah. Like I said, the chess game continues. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Oh, yeah. If I was him, I'd have to change my underwears. Yeah. The first place I've seen this was way back in the day when the Sci-Fi Channel first showed up. And it was supposed right. to be part horror, part sci-fi. And their first mm-hmm. Halloween, they showed every freaking one <laughs> of Universal films. So I got right. to see the big guns. The Little Guns, Tarantula. I pretty much almost had a complete collection of people hadn't had to take the goddamn TV talk to report about VCR. But this is one I was like uh, going full golem on to make sure that I got this on tape. But how do you like that? He built the house on his 
The angles. Look at the angles is how he's shooting it. And, 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 and the, now, yeah, he's even the That's it. really important at this point. Yeah, he's really shooting it like, uh, what is it you called it? The brand of architecture? Uh, uh, Art Deco. Yeah, he's even shooting the angles at Art Deco. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, a lot of this comes from German Expressionism, and that, of course, was a big influence on Omer. Yeah. The guns are gone, but the charts are still here. Mm Mm-hmm. And that white chart doesn't have anything to do with the story until the climax. (laughs) And the reason this one doesn't have the reputation uh, that the other ones do is that this film had a follow-up. And Carl don't like to admit it exists, which is Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi in The Raven. I don't like The Raven. Yeah, but compared to how subtle and kinky and weird this film, that film is so over the top that it goes over the top, then jumps back down again, and then goes over the fucking top again. I know, I know. It was, it was the Raven is much more of a comedy, not like comedy of terrors, but still. You know that there's no comic relief in the movie. There's no happiness or any kind of joy in this movie. Wolfing with the black cat. That's because Universal was like, we're naming the movie The Black Cat. What the hell? We got a third. Hello? Uh, hello there. Hello. You're on the air, so say something. Hello? I thought this was... Hello? Yeah. Yes, who is this? Okay, that was weird. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. We should put a game of death. But the problem is, is that they never get to have this game of death because Karloff's character thinks with his pee-pee. Mm-hmm. I just looked up all of a sudden and there was a third person there. That was weird. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you are listening third person, call right back in. Well, probably someone had a... A uh, wrong number or something like that. 
Well, it was one five seven three three four 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 eight seven one. Mhm. Not one of my people. I can tell you that. Yeah. Sleep. Oh my God. Carl. What? Did you notice how he moved his hand? Yeah. What other movie did they have them do that exact same movement? I can't think right now. Dark City! Oh, okay. You know, that whole with the... That whole sleep thing? Okay, boys and girls, there's only 10 minutes there, so uh, hopefully you're watching and listening to this later. Time we have left on the movie. We have uh, 32 minutes left on the movie. In the night, in the dark, that's the moon, the high priest assembles his disciples for the moon. The high priest assembles his disciples for the sacrifice. The children of Abel is white. And then the kafir is stabbed in the eye 22 times, (laughs) and everything is good. (laughs) And then we sit around amazed that he asked 22. Okay, here we go. Hello? Welcome back. Oh, hey, sorry. I didn't know I had the show. Uh, I heard y'all talking about some uh, interest in movies and stuff, and I had recently watched a kind of an odd movie. I was wondering if y'all might have seen. Go ahead. Uh, have you seen Terrifier? Is that the one with Bart the Clown? Yeah, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, you don't like it? I like the short film, uh, All Hallows' Eve version of him, better than the plotless movies. Well, I'll admit the second one wasn't very good. I sort of like the first one. Was the short very much better? Should I check that out? Yeah, All Hallows' Eve. I am Steve, and with me is Carl, and we're watching Edgar D. Omer's The Black Cat, which is just as kinky as Terrifier, because how many 1930s horror films are you going to deal with? Uh, uh, necrophilia, uh, murder, S&M, witchcraft. Uh, Sounds right up my alley. Sounds like all the good yeah. things for a horror film. Yeah. And it's uh, Bella Lugosi and, and Boris Karloff. Yeah, Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff. We oh, didn't okay, get so it's an older movie this then. Film, when it came out, uh, Universal hated this film so much and chewed out over that he basically gave the major studios the middle finger and started going to little things like monograms so 
he can make the films he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it seems to me a lot of the, the good horror films these days are indie movies or independent kind of films anyway. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. In three weeks, uh, uh, well, mm-hmm. if you're in New York, what festival's coming up in pretty soon? Well, New oh. York, uh, we've got the Shaka we got the oh. Festival, which is uh, at the... Um, Film Noir Theater in, in um, Greenpoint, Brooklyn, from October 18th to uh, October 22nd. And we're going to have people like um, Scooter McRae, who did Shatter Dead. We've got Larry Fessenden. Uh, you know who else is going to be there? Frank Hennenlotter is going to be there. I didn't tell you that, Stephen. Um, yeah, you did. And Lloyd Kaufman of Trauma is going to be there. And, and it's going to be a great five days. No question. It'll be really yeah. good, and I'm going to do a couple of those. Oh, goodness. I wish and, I was in that area. Y'all can probably mm-hmm. tell from my voice that I'm from the South, but uh, well, I wish y'all a good time. What part are you from? I'm in uh, Northeast Arkansas. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. And right now was the first time, Carl, that they showed the chessboard on this movie, which yeah. really gets into what Lugosi... The thing is, uh, this is to a new guy. Uh, what happened was is that Karloff sold all of the soldiers that was in Lugosi's unit out, and they all either got killed or went to military prison for 15 years and built a house on the place where all of the soldiers were massacred. And this is a scene you would not see after the Hayes Code. Two people in bed, in the same bed, like that. And you a near see boobie. That. Pretty near a boobie. And near boobies. And, well, I'm from Tennessee, and we have the Knoxville Horror Fest going on all month with uh, just showing horror films all month. We got uh, Vampire films, uh, Halloween on Halloween. Yeah, I've heard of that A little bit of everything. But if you like 90s horror films and stuff like that, go to Criterion. They got a great 90s collection up there. They got a great uh, pre-code horror collection up there. They got a great art house. I don't know where I would put the black cat. I think I'd put it in both art house and pre-code, wouldn't you, Carl? Oh, no, this is pre-code. This is definitely pre-code. Yeah, but the now, way what was the, the name house of that you is said? and all that. What? The what name was of the what, name of that sir? you said for the 90s horror movies? Uh, it's, it's Criterion. Uh, Criterion, Criterion Channel. Channel. Streaming. Criterion. Okay. Yeah. C R I T E R I O N. Is that just dot com or Criterion yeah. Channel? CriterionChannel.com. Criterion Channel. All right. Well, I've been looking for some good stuff to show the family for uh, Halloween. You know, when all this Halloween time going on. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds really good. Oh. All right. You want that hat, Carl, with the feather hanging out of it and stuff? 
This is the one one scene that's somewhat comic in the whole movie. They always have yeah. that one scene. I think it was do almost entirely. Do entirely to the train. This came at the end of the universal cycle. When they were just trying to guess what to do, they had to go see the head call off, but they didn't know what to do with them. Hmm. And Edgar J. Omer just wanted those to be like, yeah, I'm going to make some kinky, weird films. <laughs> well, hell, that sounds good. I'm on this Criterion website right now. Is there anything y'all uh, suggest? Uh, just look through the 90s and see what you like. I mean, Ravenous, if you haven't seen it. Uh, Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Pretty much almost all of the 90s collection. Right, Carl? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. And I'd say all the pre-code, too. Yeah, all the pre-code, too. Okay, well, I'll check it out. I appreciate you guys. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you, too. Absolutely. All right. Well, y'all have a good night. Uh, I'll call in again. All right. Thanks a lot, Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. I don't think that's ever happened in a commentary watch with us. No, but, hey, and I want Mm -hmm. that chest set, Carl. Mm -hmm. Look at it. I love that fucking chess act. Yeah. I have a good friend uh, that I play chess with over over the computer. Yeah. I used to be pretty good back in the day. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just love how they've made some gorgeous sets. I love this. If you notice, they're in black and white. There's his color, well, Lugosi's colors, which is gray. Mm-hmm. And there's white. I love this. That he's him and his wife is in a matter of a death duel, <laughs> and. They're just blissfully Oh, Mr. Allison. <laughs> and may I use your telephone? I'll telephone the hotel and Peter Gardner has to send a car. So, Karloff with those little looks. Yeah. Of course, the phone doesn't work. I wonder why. Yeah. What well, seems to be a gothic tale in this 40s or 50s uh, architecture. Mm-hmm. 
Even the smoking jackets. The phone. It's more twenties and thirties, not thirties and forties. And again, I love that. the angles and everything that he's shooting with, particularly the shadows. And I keep bringing that up for a reason. Yeah. Now, we need to go. Carl? We need to go. Yes? The phone is dead. <laughs> I know. I love the way you took it. Checkmate. Right now, let's see, uh, 20 minutes. So right now, we're going to start to barrel towards the ending. It's one of those things like you know something bad is going to happen. But to what and to who? Okay, my bad. Okay, we just I just revised my history. Did you see what he did to him? Yeah. Edgar Ulmer's The Black Cat is the first U.S. film to show kung fu or martial arts in it. What the fuck, dude? Don't you know how to put a body on a bed? Stupid git falling on the bed? Or is that a me thing to really complain about that? Strangers in the night, molesting corpses, ain't it such a fright? I love my corpses. <laughs> or is that going too far in the kinky category? No, no, not at all. I love it. They don't give a fuck for those two. They all they care about is their Hey, what are we gonna do about him? Uh, shit. Even now we're still playing a chess game. It's just that you know Well the audience is wondering who the fuck am I rooting for? Who's who who's fucking who? Yeah. I love it. I love how how the camera works and the like the real moves. And of course, here you've got you got to do the Dakota and Fugue and D minor. Just have to. I mean, ah. I still don't know until uh, why it took so long for Elmer to really catch the eye of the cult fan. Mm-hmm. 
just that little flicker of the eye, don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't big. Okay. It was just I little. I really think that that what Ghosty does his best work here. No question. We should have called this night the night of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And plus, dealing with Satanism <laughs> in the studio film. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Universal just <laughs> just damn. Mm-hmm. Right now we're headed barreling like as I put it forward, the boulder headed down the hill. It's just that mm-hmm. Todd Browning's boulder headed down the hill is a hell of a lot different than Edgar D. Almer's barreling down the hill. If you notice, that's the same actress in the wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How the hell did that cat get in there? The adjoining room. <laughs> yeah, but how the hell kept getting in the adjoining room? It didn't show him going in there. Asshole cat. Here's where we get into the S&M part section of our tour. Yep. One of the few outside shots in the whole film. Dark of the moon, it is the night. Great, great cinematographer. Yeah, Homer could do miracles with pennies. Well, that quote that you said, you know, if you can do a movie in 10 cents, they're only going to give you 10 cents. That was about Homer. That was specifically about Homer. <coughs> I know exactly where I read well, I heard it. it is someone, they asked, why don't you ever tell how much your low-budget movies cost? And he said, if I did, that would fuck me. Yeah. There was a let's say me and uh, Carl made a movie for me and Carl made a great movie for fifty thousand dollars. How much would we tell the people trying to buy it that we spent on it? Well, two hundred and fifty. No, we say million. By the way, the music you're hearing is is an Ave Maria. By the way. No, it's not that one. It's another one. 
God, is this such a gorgeous scene. I love that sacrifice. Good God. The sad, everyone, just... Nowadays, A12 would be giving him all the money he wanted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pasto, Kinesto, Pendejo. You know what this reminds me of? Did Chidi Silver set a Latin for for Clownado? Uh, <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned that at the, the first time where the wall moves. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it's done. Not a word, just a glance. And Karloff thought he won the chess game. Mm-hmm. Give me that gun, you son of a bitch. Bruce Lee ain't got shit on him. Oh, did you notice what the first three letters in Carlos' character, pull his egg, is? No, I didn't. I didn't check that. P O E. Oh, okay. 
Well, here we go. Yeah, oh, yeah. And this fight scene is choreographed by, uh, uh, Omer. Mm-hmm. There's not a little detail in there that isn't Omer approved. And here we go to the most fucked up part of this movie. (laughs) I'm taking a nap. In case you're wondering, Karloff worked out for this scene. Are you surprised? No. What? (laughs) Not at all. I mean, look at his abs there. I'm going to skin you. Ever seen an animal skinned? Going to do to you now. Tear the skin from your body slowly, bit by bit. And unlike most movies, in silhouette, folks. Dumb son of a bitch! (laughs) You star. It's the red switch. Isn't it how I love it. It's his turn. Why do I say it's his turn? If you remember the end of uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, absolutely. We all belong dead. It's been a good game. (coughs) I notice all the music that you're listening to are old themes and songs. There was no original music made for the film. And that scene of uh, 
was a uh, house blowing up. Guess what? Mm-hmm. That was stock footage of a war. Yeah. That's why it looks so grainy compared to the rest of the movie. Da, da, da. <laughs> you know why he has that lot, that little comment in it? Mm-hmm. That was one of the exact quotes the head had to Homer. Yep. And that was Fuck you. Great film. Yeah. Seriously great film. And whoever you are, Arkansas, thank you for calling in. That was a pleasant surprise. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, both of those are amazing freaking films, which you should see. Well, pretty much everyone has got freaks on their radar. Mm -hmm. There's just no way around that. Is there, Carl? But The Black Cat is, is, is as good a film, no question. Yeah, but difference is, is I is that they are 1930s films, but they're films you do not want to show to your younglings. No, true. True. And the show from now on till after the Knoxville Horror Fest are going to be here, but they're going to be sparse because I'm going to be busy. And same here, too, on DLN. Now we're we're yeah, gonna be busy cause, too. Uh, yeah, because I've got to uh, get the house straight for my goddess when she comes up. Oh, nice. Enjoy. Oh, Seriously. I will. But yeah, we will promise we will do a Halloween movie, and I'm going to try to get in hold of William to track down who did. Uh, to do the annual, you know, KHF show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be sure to tell William and, I said hello. And what the hell do you have going on this weekend or this oh, coming boy, week over at the so, DL? So the DLN we've got, which is TV and Legion Network, we've got, uh, okay, uh, last Wednesday we did a uh, – Shaka uh, Go Go Film Festival preview with Eric Eichelberger, who is the head of that. On uh, tomorrow, we have a spooky season commentary watch with me and uh, uh, Rachel, and we're going to be doing Dread 2009 film. Oh, uh, and wait, and then, quick question. Yeah. Are there any tickets left for the Shaka Go Go, or is it sold to sold out? Oh, no, there are still tickets left. Still tickets left. You go to uh, www.shakagogo, 
dot com, and then that'll that'll lead you to the tickets at the uh, Film Noir Cinema, and and you just click on one of the movies you want to watch, and and it shows if you want to pay for that movie, if you want to pay for the day, or you want to pay for the whole whole uh, get go. And so yeah, yeah, they're like forty dollar day passes, is what they are. Yeah. Um, why are you doing so, dread in Halloween month? Dread, Halloween not, month. No, this is D R E A D. This is not dread. This oh, is okay. dread. So it's dread, this not is, dread. Right, and this is a <laughs> film that was co-written by uh, um, by what's his name by um. Um, Hellraiser, Clyde Barker. Oh. So it's a Clyde, okay. And then on Sunday, we have Rocktober Part 1, which Rock This Town Radio with TC. Uh, on Monday, we have Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Commentary Watch with Miss Vicky. Love, going to be doing that on Tuesday. Well, we've already promoted the, the hell out of that tonight when Angelo uh, Rosito showed up on... Uh, Oh, absolutely, we did. The freaks, yeah. Uh, yep. And then on Tuesday the tenth, we 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 are doing a uh, uh, special uh, director Charles D. Lincoln, uh, Bishop's Cove, is going to be at the Shaka Go Go Festival, and, and also he is the son of Fred J. Lincoln, who is an absolute god in in sexploitation. Um, then on Thursday we have a. Uh, Victor Bonacore, the director of Thrust, which is also going to be on the Chicago Go Go Festival. Thrust? So I'm busy this week. Thrust? Thrust. Spell it. T H R U S T. Thrust. Yeah, Thrust. I know what the. I know what the. Uh, second and third sequels to it are going to be. Okay, talk to me. Second one's gonna be withdrawal, and third one's gonna be repeat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's what Think we got about going it, on Carl. the CLN. Yeah, I yeah. got it. I got it. I got it. And uh, KHF. Well, the Central Cinema tickets are gone, 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 de gone, gone, gone. But tickets to the First night at the Bijou Theater, which is a gorgeous fucking place, are still open. And for Saturday night at the drive-in, where the one and only Fred Decker will be creeping around and talking about his movies, Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad. I tell you, I am absolutely envious of you. I love those two films, and I love Fred Decker. Seriously. Yeah. I'm going to be on my best behavior because I don't want Fred Decker to sneak up behind me. And, uh, well, you know, I have the fear of, I I heard what you said. He's talking about my movies. Oh, God. Shane, Shane, Shane. Oh, my back. <laughs> but yep. thank you all for listening, and we shall return. And happy Halloween month, everybody. Absolutely. And thanks for having me, Steve. Appreciate it, man. Okay, bye. Good night. Good night. 
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.